Has the winter season taken a toll on your tile, upholstery, carpet? Call Cyclone Cleaners, 570-726-6200. For all your carpet, upholstery, and ceramic tile cleaning needs, it's Cyclone Cleaners. Also offering odor treatment and soil and stain guard. Choose the only cleaning company that supplies the water to clean your home and disposes of it when they are finished. Call Cyclone Cleaners to schedule your cleaning today, 570-726-6200. Hi everyone, the Gazette has a new name. It's now called Nostalgia USA, and each month it's getting better. A real entertainment experience. And within each issue, there will be special pricing on selected oldtimeradiodvd.com collections. Only available to our subscribers of the Nostalgia USA. Take advantage today by subscribing at oldtimeradiodvd.com. Nostalgia USA, special pricing. What a combination. Go to oldtimeradiodvd.com today. You'll be glad you did. Let's now join our featured presentation. Was the only one I knew. And that only through the accident of his bald 
Mr. Sherlock Holmes. Mr. Trump. Oh, so you're the man with the brain Victor wrote to me about too. Well, you're welcome, young Mr. Holmes. Come inside. What's been happening while I've been away, Dad? Oh, good deal, Victor. There's something I've been done in your absence. When I broke up that punching game, I'd like to shoot an actress. Do you know Sir Edward has actually been attacked? Attacked? Sir, there's no grounds, if you please. Oh, yes. I've only been invited to join Bedrooms on his annual shoot. You should have seen the look on Musgrave's face, Father. Holmes not only deduced that he sneaked out of his rooms, but he also knew which inn he'd been to and in which young lady's company he'd spent the evening. Uh, is this true, Master Holmes? I must say, sounds rather Actually, Mr. Trevor, I've been forming the habits of observation and influence into the system. Well, for what purpose? I'm not quite sure yet. <laughs> well, Master Holmes, I'm an excellent subject. So victorious, was it? Can you deduce anything from me, I wonder? I mean, besides what my boy here has already told you. I fear there's not very much. Uh, I knew you were exaggerating, Victor. I might suggest that you have all about him fear on some personal attack in the last 12 months. <laughs> oh, well. Anything else? You watched a good deal in your youth. You've done a good deal of digging, you've been to New Zealand and Japan, and you've been most intimately associated with someone whose initials were Jenny A, and whom you afterwards were eager to entirely forget. One rather a tender point with your deductions. But might I ask how you know, uh, and how much you know, the, uh, the danger to my life, for instance? You're sick. By the inscription, I observe you haven't had it more than a 
some pains to bore the head of it and pour molten lead into the hole so as to make it a formidable weapon. You wouldn't take such precautions unless you had some danger to fear. Oh, well, that's true enough. Do you remember the breaking man I was telling you about, Victor? Well, ever since Edward Hervey was attacked, I've been on the guard. Uh, and what about the other things? The, the boxing. Is it my nose? Not to the blood of the straight, is it? No, your ears. They have the peculiar flattening and thickening which marks the boxing man. Oh. And the digging. By your philosophies. I see. Uh, what about Jerry? Simplicity itself. When we were out fishing this afternoon, you bared your arm to draw that pike into the boat. I saw that J.A. had been tattooed in the bend of the elbow. The letters were still legible, but it was perfectly clear from their blurred appearance and from the staining of the skin around them that efforts had been made to obliterate them. It was obvious, then, that those initials had once been very familiar to you and that you had afterwards wished to forget them. Well, what an eye you have, Holmes. And it's just as you say, but we won't talk of it. Of all ghosts, the ghost of our old brothers of the worst. Mr. Holmes, it seems to me that all the detectives of fact and fancy would be children in your hands. Take the word of a man who's seen something of the world. That's your line in life, sir. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'll be in the billiard room enjoying a quiet cigar. I don't understand. Well, there has to be a first time for everything, Holmes. I'm just glad I was here on the one occasion that you failed to understand something. Trevor. Have I done something to offend your father? You've given the governor such a turn, Holmes, he'll forever wonder what you know and what you don't know. I feel that way about you all the time. you could provide me with some permanent assistance. Permanent? Uh, yes, yes, of course. Have no doubt I shall find you a situation. Oh, thank you, sir. I'm just off a two-year or even eight-knot trend. Short-handed at that. And I want to rest. I thought I'd get it either with Mr. Beckham's or with you. Oh, he 
Mr. Bellows. Oh, bless you, sir. I may know where all my old friends are. Yes, Mr. Bellows is living in Fordingham at prison. Yes, yes, he's been here, sir. Go inside, my good man, and get yourself cleaned up and fed. Oh, thanks indeed, Mr. Armitage. Oh, pardon me. I meant to say, Mr. Trevor. towards him. Oh, you do, do you? Very good, mate. Don't think you've seen the last of me. Victor, if only you knew what you've just done. Then tell me, Dad. Not yet. Not now. Not like this. But you shall know, Victor. I shall see that you shall know. Come with me. 
After Hudson left the house, my father was in a state of pitiable nervousness. He was very much moved and shut himself up in the study all day. I could see through the window that he was writing busily. Night after night, I hear him pacing his room. I trust very much to your judgment and discretion, Holmes, and I know that you will advise me for the best. And how did you advise him? You didn't get a chance, Watson. Shortly after I received the letter, Victor tried himself and cleared up my door. Consciousness? Uh, for an instant, before the end. And did he say anything? Uh, yeah, that the papers were in the back drawer of the Japanese cabinet. Uh, I don't know whether that has some meaning for you. Uh, if you'd care to join me, Victor, there are one or two formalities. <laughs> Japanese cabinet? The ones Trevor Senior was writing after Hudson left? They are. Drawn up after he thought danger was imminent. Victor Trevor had neither the strength nor the courage to read the account. He insisted that I keep them, for the story told here is one of sin and shame. Read it, Watson. Read it. Some particulars of the voyage of the glorious Scott. My name, my real name is James Armitage. It was only that name that I entered the London banking house, and as Armitage, I was convicted of breaking my country's laws and sentenced to transportation. On my 25th birthday, I found myself chained as a felon with 37 other convicts in the treatments of the glorious lot bound for Australia. Many of the other soldiers were in the country, and I was the same for the government. The politicians 
Disgrace begins to dark in the closing years of my life. I can write with all truth and honesty that it is not the terror of the law, nor the loss of my position in the county, nor is it my fall in the eyes of all who have known me, which cuts me to the heart. It is the thought that you should come to blush for me, you who love me and who have seldom, I hope, had reason to do other than respect me. But if the blow falls, which is forever hanging over me, then I should wish you to read this, that you may know from me how far I have been to blame. That was the narrative I read that night, and I think also, under the circumstances, it was a dramatic one. I'm sure young Victor Trevor would have agreed. Poor, poor fellow. The good fellow was heartbroken at it, and went out to the terror IT so much unexplained. And I believe I've included every detail of importance. This is why you're not a writer, Holmes. You completely failed to point out that Trevor Senior's J.A. Tattoo referred to his real name, James Armitage, or that Meadows was really young Evans, who had the cell next to his on the Gloria Scott. Surely the facts were clear enough. And what about the note? The note that sent old man Trevor to his grave. Who sent it? What did it signify? to such phrases as, as flypaper and hen pheasant. No, such a meaning would be arbitrary and couldn't be deduced in any way. Perhaps, perhaps if I tried backwards, life, pheasant's hen, your, no, alternate words, V of four, supply game London, no. Instant, the key of the riddle was in my hands. I saw that every third word 
Jason has told all. Fly for your life. Beddoes writes in cipher that Hudson has told all. Sweet Lord, have mercy on all our souls. But the cipher holds. What's the meaning of head keepers and hen pheasants? It means nothing to the message. The better we do with me, since I had no other means of discovering the sender. You see, he began by writing the name is and so on. Afterwards, he had to fulfill the prearranged cipher to create any two words in each space. He wouldn't actually use the first word which came to his mind. And since there were so many which referred to sport among them, I was therefore tolerably sure that he was either an ardent shot or interested in reading.